It's playoff season in Texas high school football. And as always, the Heritage Eagles football program is in it. And coach, I'm joined by head coach Tim Shipman for, I guess we're coming up on fourth time this year of coming chat with you. I think that's correct. That's, it's been, uh, been a joy. It's been, been a, nice. And, and and shout out to everyone that's picked up the podcast as of late. I forgot to tell you before, we've really we've really grown a little bit recently here on the podcast and uh, appreciate you all tuning in. It's a fun project. And uh, for if you haven't, for those of you that haven't heard head coach Tim Shipman talk yet, he's one of my favorites in town and he's got the Eagles rocking right now so well uh, it's a joy to be here I, I appreciate you taking time to come over and uh, allow us to have a little bit of a chat and do this podcast uh, it's exciting uh, exciting for the community exciting for our school and uh, yeah playoff season is upon us and of course as we know uh, it gets that time of year like we talked about that second season I believe we talked about that in our last podcast and sure uh, did. we are smack in the middle of it it's second round for us, it's our regional round, and uh, you uh, must bring your A game, that's for sure. Yeah, and we're going to get into who y'all are playing and a little bit of the details of that here in a minute. But uh, I wanted to, you know, as you are the athletic director, let's talk a little bit of Heritage Athletics in general before we dive into football. Uh, Heritage Eagles Volleyball had a pretty good year. They came up a little short in the regional playoffs, but, you know, I thought they had a great season. Absolutely. Um, these girls are just phenomenal. They work so hard. Coach Haggerty. Uh, our head volleyball coach has done a phenomenal job with them uh, in growing that program, her being in the second year. Uh, yes, absolutely. A little bit of disappointment would be lying to say that uh, the girls and Coach Haggerty and, and Heritage Nation was not a little – we were a little bit down. Uh, got beat in the uh, quarterfinal, regional final, whichever way you want to call it. Um, just right there on the cusp of making it to the state tournament. And uh, – did get knocked off by San Antonio Atonement. Um, a team that they had beat four times previous in the season. Or beat, yeah, beat yeah. several times before. And so that that made it a little bit more bitter. But I will tell you, it's a great group of girls. Uh, Coach Haggerty, those girls have got a great program going. We're still very young. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have two seniors that we're very proud of, and uh, Lila Brillhart and Aaron Fritch. And um, – we're just proud of everything that they have uh, done to contribute to that program in this season. It's uh, been a great season, but uh, we certainly uh, wish we could have taken that one more step and made it to the state uh, tournament. And uh, But I will tell you what I've seen from these girls and from Coach Haggerty is they, have, they did not get their chins down. They kept their chins up. They're ready to go uh, for next season. Uh, they're fired up. I, I like the way the things they've been talking about and uh, their approach to it. And uh, there's certainly uh, things to learn on the mountaintop and things to learn through the valley. And I'm just real proud of Coach Haggerty and the volleyball team and what they accomplished this year. Absolutely, and you kind of touched on it. There's always something, and those losses are always awful, but there's always something you can learn from it, especially for a team that's primarily made up of sophomores and juniors this year. So excited to see what they do on the basketball court. And and kind of segueing that, I know Logic Basketball has gotten going. How are they looking so far? So, you know, we're, we've got uh, about 14 on both of those boys' and girls' teams combined, which is really large uh, for us. And uh, so real excited about the enthusiasm, the numbers we have in that uh, junior high basketball. Uh, here we, of course, call it Logic, uh, the Logic School. But uh, they're, uh, in fact, they have their first uh, game tonight over at uh, Boulevardy Living Rock. Both of them at 4.30 are the girls and 5.30 are the boys. Uh, still trying to just get their feet under them, get everything situated. But um, real excited for them. What Coach uh, Chris Moldenhauer is their uh, 
a boys head coach, Coach Jamie Parsons, girls head coach uh, on the junior high side, and just excited to see what they do and, and how they continue to learn and grow. And, you know, our theme here, of course, is building champions for life and learning what a champion a true champion is and how do I live that out and uh, count it all joy through the good and the bad and the ugly and the, the great memories and the tough times. And so just a, a moving on to another sport that will provide that opportunity for these young kiddos. Absolutely. And uh, talking about battling through some adversity, you guys faced a pretty good team in the Prestonwood Christian Academy. Uh, I believe they were the Crusaders. What, was that's, that? that's that uh, no that was atonement so preston wood was the lions lions that's right that's, that's yep. right lions my bad preston wood uh, <laughs> and if they're listening by any chance i loved watching them play their quarterback was a legit quarterback and um that i don't know the running back's name but he was electric the little small dude he was oh, yeah. really hard Number to wrap 15, up and for sure um, they came out here at shipping field and gave y'all just about all you could ask for absolutely uh, coach purcell has done a fantastic job with them uh it was a pleasure over the last about week to two weeks just getting to know him and uh he's uh he and i have a lot of things in common we share a lot of the same philosophies in terms of what we're trying to do in kids lives through football we knew they were going to come in with uh uh and be more than a fourth place finish team and they were that and yeah, they didn't uh, look and, and then some and i think what uh uh, looking at their schedule and looking at what the coach purcell is doing with that program and and them being very young they were at that time of year where they were playing their best ball, and we knew we were going to get be in a dogfight, and we certainly were. I was extremely proud of our guys. Took a lot of grit and a lot of gut, a lot of focus to, um, you know, you've got a two seed playing a four seed, first round game. Um, there's a lot of a lot of easy things you can do to kind of look past that. I don't feel like we looked past them. I feel like we kind of uh, caught the caught the team that we thought we were going to get. Um, and them playing at their best. But our guys found a way to win it in the fourth quarter. Absolutely. Uh, hung in there through a lot of adversity, a few few dings and dangs here and there, and uh, certainly uh, some things like that that we were having to deal with. But that's part of it, and that's the nature. Um, extremely proud of our team to uh, go and play the next week. Whether you win by one or you win by 100, you're just trying to, at this time of year, give yourself a shot to move on. And we did. Uh, credit to Preston Wood. I will say this. I'll go ahead and say it right now. Over the next two years, Preston Wood, I predict, uh, with their age and uh, their coaching staff and their program, they will be in the mix for a state title, no doubt, over the next two years. And uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited for them. What Coach Purcell is doing over there uh, and, and keeping his priorities straight and teaching those kids through the game of football, you want – programs like that to be successful because that helps our kids as they grow up and they move into the community and the state and the nation and the world and go make an impact for Christ and an impact uh, for good. Yeah, they came in and looked the part and really looked like a good football team. And um, you mentioned going into that game and y'all ended up having to battle through some injuries. And I said this to Andrew Bray on the sidelines. I was really impressed. When you, when you, when you prepare for an Eagles squad, you're preparing for Caden Bray and, and Brooklyn Parsons and Jack Henderson and that trio, that's the group that you're kind of keeping an eye on. But if anyone watched that tape, they have to learn that guys like Bridger Harden and Josh Tabor and Gage Nelson can make plays. And, and in the back half of that game, those guys became key, crucial because you had some injuries to your starters. And I thought Gage Nelson recovering the onside kick, which I got a great photo of him doing that, um, was, was, was a big play. And then, I mean, of course, Harden started hitting Tabor and some of your other receivers late in the game. How crucial is it for y'all as a team that doesn't have a ton of numbers 
to have those guys step up when your seniors and your starters kind of get banged up. Oh, it's incredibly important, and I think we've maybe touched on this maybe in uh, some of our previous podcasts back in August. Um, when you have the numbers that we've got, whether you've got 15, 16, or you're down to 9 or 10 or 7, you've got to from the get-go, and that's just kind of the, the culture and the um, philosophy that we've had over here for some time. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're the star stud getting all the touches, all the – the limelight or you're the maybe the 10th or 11th guy on the roster that gets two or three series a game you have got to be ready and and have that mindset that I'm going to contribute no matter any way that I can and folks like Josh Tabor and Gage Nelson and Tristan Roberts and Trace Atkinson and Caleb Williams and these guys that you know typically in a in a normal week a bunch of those guys are going to be playing scout team and getting minimal playing time but they they've worked their tails off and they are ready for their moment and ready for their time and they're not going to overwhelm you with athleticism Um, but they're ready to do their job stick to fundamentals and and they know their role and that showed up on Saturday Uh, it showed up in Gage Nelson working his tail off for the last four or five years, coming up from junior high and, and preparing and being able to be in that moment and recover that onside. Josh Tabor getting open, running the right route a hundred times. And it, it wasn't until the hundredth and one time that he got thrown to. But he was prepared. He made the catch. Those two plays alone were critical in the oh, fourth they, quarter. They changed the game at the, they, in the back they half. Completely, I think there were about seven or eight nine lead changes in the game and then finally there in the fourth quarter we got some separation yeah because of um, those plays and it takes it takes every single one of you we kind of equate it and we talk about having you have a water bottle that's full of water what can i do to help my team no matter what it is whether i'm on the playing field or i'm on the sideline during the week in practice if it's august if it's october whatever it is what can i do to pour my water out and at the end of the game, at the end of the week, um, that, that water bottle's empty. What have I done to empty my water bottle to help my team, no matter my role? And these guys have bought into that culture. And I think that has helped us be successful over the years. Um, and I think it's it definitely helped us Saturday, and we're going to need every bit of it coming this next Saturday. Yeah, we're going to get to uh, the Eagles here in a second of Brian St. Joseph. But I want to talk a little bit about a certain player. He's a guy that I've talked about before because I love watching him run the football. But And you mentioned it a little bit in the last podcast, but I want to talk about it a little more in depth. Jack Henderson, a senior running back, I guess running back, linebacker, do-it-all type of guy, had a great game uh, Saturday and ran for over 150 yards, I think, three touchdowns. and. Uh, he runs the ball hard. He runs the ball straight. He doesn't care who's in front of him. But he also seems to be a big spark plug for y'all. In the last in the last episode, we when you and I chatted, you talked about how he was kind of in the shadows because y'all had some really sure. stellar athletes, yes. and Jack was just kind of waiting for his opportunity. It seems like he's taken advantage of that. Oh, absolutely. Kind of like we did talk last podcast, and then uh, Jack has has really stepped up this year. Um, he's uh, he's continuing to grow. Uh, but I think he really understands how important he is to this team, uh, not only physically, but, y- you know, whenever he gets going and he gets fired up, the team follows and they get fired up. Um, obviously, the same holds true for uh, Caden Bray and, and Brooklyn Parsons. Those seniors are very important to this team and uh, their attitudes. Jack, he does. He brings a certain physicalness, a downhill running style. 
Um, other teams get tired of tackling him. Uh, you know, and for this game, Jack and I were visiting after the game, and, and uh, I kind of got to reflecting, and Jack was reflecting, and, you know, he did have an injury, and that was his first uh, real seriously full-out hard game since probably back playing Lakey. Mm-hmm. Since his ankle and injury, Since right? his ankle injury, yeah. he got against Cedar Park, and uh, you know certainly don't want to give out too much information on that kind of stuff. But right. it's fairly obvious. I think it's known out there if you watch enough film and stuff. But uh, and he, you could tell that was his first big, big game. There were a few things that he did do and didn't do that are probably indicative of that. So I honestly expect uh, even greater things out of him this next week as he kind of gets more and more back in the groove of things. And uh, so, yes, definitely he's a spark for this team. Very proud of him and how much he's grown. But also at the same time, he knows that I want him to grow that much more uh, before he graduates. Uh, he's He's got so much potential. And uh, so he and I, we have lots of conversations throughout the week. We'll continue even after football season, uh, just growing, uh, growing him and, and uh, seeking where God wants him. Yeah, and he's been a fun – like I said, he's been a fun guy to watch. As a fan of physical football, Jack Henderson (laughs) is a joy to watch run the football. He he does run downhill. He's – we'll use a lot of his uh, game tape to – teach our uh, future running backs I think that's a good call (laughs) he knows how to run the football (laughs) and you're going to need him as you mentioned here against Brian St. Joseph Uh, a top 10 team uh, as y'all are I think y'all are coming in I was looking at six-man football earlier today I think y'all are coming in around eighth and I think Joseph's around fifth or sixth Uh, they're good they're a good team they're going to come in with numbers tell me a little bit about Brian St. Joseph what are they going to bring at y'all when you look at them what are they well overall what's most impressive about them is they're pretty balanced uh, a lot different than Prestonwood. Prestonwood was heavy, heavy to gunslinging and throwing the yeah, ball. They had a heck of a quarterback. They had a great. He's a sophomore, by the way. Um, number number two. Number zero. Oh, yeah, he's, for oh, the big kid. Uh, yeah, he's the big sophomore. kid. He's a sophomore. Um, Yikes. Uh, so yeah, they've got a they've got a bright future. But Bridges back to freshman now. Bridges a freshman. You got that. <laughs> you got yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We've we've got our crew. We got our crew. Um, so St. Joseph, they're balanced. They've got a really uh, uh, good passing game. Uh, really, everything goes through number ten and number three. Uh, those two guys, number ten's got good speed, good arm. Three, the same. They kind of make a tandem up back there. They'll run. Uh, they've got number fifteen, tall, good slot tight end type receiver. Uh, he's going to be. He's their go-to guy. And then you go on the other side of the field, and you got number 11, who's not a bad receiver himself. But uh, So they can throw it and spread it, but also they'll line up tight, which is different than Prestonwood, and uh, they've, they've got a decent tight game, you know, and they've got some big guys that they'll sub in on the line. So when you really look at them, you've got you to be prepared for both. You've got to be prepared for some tight uh, ground and pound, and then you've got to be prepared for them to spread it and throw it to some tall receivers. Um, they're well coached. They, uh, they, uh, last year they went to the same round, got knocked out by Cedar Park, uh, who went on and won the state title last year. So they do have experience. Their coach is a uh, good, good guy. He's, he knows six-man football, does a good job. Um, defensively, uh, they've got that same speed, 10 coming off the edge. Uh, they do have numbers, uh, and they've got a little bit of depth uh, over us, although I – I do. Uh, I think that they're. Uh, we definitely can match up with them. You know, uh, obviously, I don't want to put anything out there that they might be able to put on their bulletin board if they were to, you know, 
chime in or listen to this, but um, I will tell you they're, they're going to be tough. We're going to have to play a little bit better than we did on Saturday. Felt like uh, we had a few mistakes in the first half that we know we can clean up and, and mainly defensively. Um, so we've been working on that this week. Uh, we do need to stay healthy, you know, in game. Uh, once we kind of heal up a little bit more this week, we need to stay healthy in game and uh, um, do what we do. And I think we, we again, will be in a close, tight ball game. And uh, if we can make a play here or there and uh, maybe win the turnover margin like we did last uh, Saturday, then we give ourselves a shot to win in the fourth quarter. And uh, I imagine it's going to be a tight one. So that game is going to actually be Saturday, November 20th, kickoff at 3 p.m., over in Georgetown at uh, George Wagner Middle School. Um, if you're in the vicinity, it's going to be one of the probably the it's going to be a great game. It'll be very similar to this last week. You know, like I said, seven, eight, nine lead changes. Um, you've got uh, all kinds of plays being made, all sorts of little storylines happening in the game. You look at these six-man games, and they get it exciting, adventurous. Oh, I had a you blast. look at. PCA game. Yeah, I mean it can it can go so many ways, and you get into this time of year, and uh, yeah, there's some real entertainment for sure. And you've got some entertaining players, and I'm excited to see how far you guys go this year. When you start getting this far, you're you're a guy who's been here for 20 years. You've been there, done that. Y'all been this far. You've been further than this. When you start getting to this point in the playoffs, how important does that postseason postseason experience come? Oh, it's incredibly important. Um, you know, we kind of talked about it yesterday right before practice. I was talking to the younger guys, and I said, do you realize, guys, if you think about something, uh, if you go four or five rounds in the playoffs, three, four rounds every year, then over about a five- or six-year period, you've actually gained another season. Yeah. You you put Lance together – Lance Moffitt's uh, talked about that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and most coaches all understand that and the importance of playoffs and, and what that means for experience and practice time. Um, so there's no doubt that, that is, that's a part of our program, something that uh, we see. But uh, having experience and expectation uh, is incredibly important. Um, that, other, that piece, you look at that piece, you've got guys who have played at this level – there's not that wide-eyed nervousness, you know. Um, they understand the second season. They expect it. They're in uh, uh, the spring and the summer when they're in the weight room. They're thinking about November. They're thinking about what that's going to be like. Uh, that is definitely our standard, and uh, that experience uh, pays off this time of year. You know, these seniors uh, and juniors are well-experienced. Uh, they've been – uh, to the state championship they played in the big state semifinals um, so uh, and our younger guys are just you know learning that whole thing as well you know playing in late November um, it doesn't just start in mid-November it starts back in really years before and it and it certainly starts in August too you know you're thinking uh, you're pacing yourself pacing's maybe not a real good coaching word to use but uh you're you're looking at hey guys this is we're not a flash in the pan this isn't a flash in the pan season we're looking at playing in late november um we need to be taking care of our bodies for in that manner managing our stress managing our time uh, managing uh everything in july august september so that in november you're at your peak and uh, if you don't have that experience 
it's hard for kids to understand how that can pay off. Instead, uh, sometimes you can get yourself where you're not at your best in late November, uh, early December, because of things that you did or didn't do back in August, September, October. Absolutely. Well, Saturday, 3 o'clock in Georgetown. Good luck to the Eagles, and hopefully we're not airing up basketball for next week. Oh, no. We're, uh, we're, we don't even mention that word at this point around here. Uh, but we will when that time comes. But I will tell you, we're excited. Uh, we're, I think, 15-point underdogs, which is, uh, is A-OK with us. We're uh, excited. It's going to be a great uh, opportunity, and we're looking forward to trying to find a way to have that school board one point in our favor when it uh, ends. Absolutely. Well, Coach Tim Shipman of Heritage Eagles. Thanks, Coach. Thank you.